The first 1,000 days are considered to be from the time of conception, pregnancy, and through to our second birthday. It's a period of growth and development more rapid and significant than any other stage of our lives. This also means an intense time for the parent or parents involved. In part two of the 1,000 day journey, Tommy Ferris, a dad who's living with an invisible disability, shares his story with me about what it was like to become a parent with his third child after his acquired brain injury. My name is Tommy Ferris. Um, I'm 40. I'm, uh, I'm white. I'm married. I have three kids. I live in Toronto. Uh, three kids, three little girls. Um, my oldest is eight. My middle is five. And my youngest um, is two. So they're all three years apart. I can tell you um, I, am a, I, I, I have a traumatic brain injury. I um, fell off of my I fell off of my bike in the fall of 2014, and um, I just went over the handlebars on my mountain bike and um, just landed on my face on the ground. And it was a seemingly uh, it didn't seem like anything, anything serious at the time, and so I got up and got back onto my bike. I was, I was racing at the point. I was formerly, um, I was a triathlete and I was using this particular mountain biking race as part of my overall training plan. Um, and through this race, I just, yeah, went over my, my, the handles on my bike and I just landed on this soft forest floor and didn't think much of it, carried on and finished the race. And when I finished the race, this everything kind of just kind of steamrolled into me it's like a train or something was was catching up to me and I just sort of changed everything very abruptly for me um I was going great you know Sarah and I we had um Edith our six-month-old she she was six months at the time and Lillian who was not quite four at the time was just starting JK like she actually started JK the Friday before my accident um, and it's just one of those, it's kind of like the, the classic story of all the stars had aligned that everything was going so great. And then just, it just poof, it just, just stopped. It's, um, and so, you know, whatever my injuries were in the past, I could, I could handle it. You know, I could, I could be a great dad. I could be a great partner. I could work, I could train, I could, I could, I could run a business or it just, it just had this tremendous impact on my role, my, on whatever role that I had in my family at the time, as a father, as, as a partner, as, as supportive of any kind, as, you know, a helping hand. I, I just, I just lost my ability to, um, I really lost my ability to contribute um, to the family. And that had a, a tremendous toll on all of us. I have a lot of cognitive dysfunction. Um, and so one of the ways I like to try to explain my injury is, is like the snow globe metaphor. Or, and if I, if I hit my head or if I have some sort of setback, the snow globe gets shaken. And all of the, all of the flakes have to settle. My, my fuel tank would run out really, really quickly. 
something would happen and, and this, the globe would be shaken. And as soon as the globe starts shaking, that's when the, the, the fuel gauge starts draining really, 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 really fast. So if I'm caught between two of my screaming kids and I'm tr really trying to focus on one and you know, focus is a hard thing, like this staying focused and remaining undistracted is, is, is challenging because, um, like mentally multitasking. I don't know if that makes sense, but if you can imagine listening to one person and kind of listening to the other person at the same time, you can, in the brain, you can compute that. I can't do that. When did you find out it was a serious brain injury? Well, so, so the next Saturday, so now we're only one week after the accident and it's been a full week off of work. I've been resting as much as possible. So there, and then there's this farmer's market that we try to, we go to from, from through on Saturdays through that time of year. And yeah, let's go to the, let's go to the farmer's market. So it was my first time out of the house basically. And I was there for maybe 20 or 30 minutes, maybe not even that long. I don't remember. It wasn't that long. Could have been 10 or 15 minutes. My head just started spinning and, um, I remember just feeling panicky and, um, I remember internally I was, I was really freaking out. I was in this, this adjustment period where my, my identity was crumbling. You know, this, I had just worked so hard for everything. Like even, you know, my family, my relationship with Sarah, like I had just really, really worked so hard to make it what it was. Yeah. And it sounds like uh, it, it didn't just change you physically, but um, it sounds like you were having a hard time with even aspects of your personality changing personality physically emo emotion like physically I was just withering away because I was just not able to train I couldn't I couldn't run I couldn't walk I couldn't you know out of the out of riding a bike was out of the question because my that my head was so sensitive to movement like sometimes brushing my teeth I couldn't I, some days I can't brush my teeth because the jostling is too much for me sometimes having a shower the the, the feeling of the, the shower head on my you know that particular part of my head at the time is, is too much for me and so when, when these things start percolating to the surface, um, there's, it's almost, it, it's this intense anxiety that comes out because I'm suddenly, I'm real, I'm noticing that, oh, here are the red flags and that are telling me that I'm becoming more and more vulnerable to setbacks. So in a, like, if, if I don't step back now, like if I stay beyond this point, then anything that happens beyond this point, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't predict it. And when you're with kids, it doesn't matter what injury you have. Like there's some things you just, you just, you just have to overcome. You just have to dig deep. You know, I'll go back to my athletic days and that was all part of this. Like, this is all part of my story. You know, the athleticism was part of being an athlete was overcoming that weakness, you know, identifying that, Oh my gosh, like I, I don't think I can do this, but then you have to, this is what you do as a parent. I'm just saying that it, it was completely the, the person you are after post-injury versus pre-injury. They're, they're two completely opposite people, right? You've got the go-getter. I can do everything quick. I've got easy to regulate. I can go, I'm an athlete. And suddenly you've got all these, um, these obstacles for you that, 
that before just completely contradict who you were as a person as well. Yeah. And I mean, I, I was experienced, they were the same things, but, but, you know, the athleticism and the training was all, it was an outlet for me. You know, I, you know, part of the difficulty for me at this time of parenting was the, uh, was the, you know, the, rea- the, the realities of my own childhood coming to the surface. Um, because I, I, I suffered, I had, I had a really, really toxic, um, childhood. And, um, and so I, what I, I have, I have PTSD from my childhood. And, and so, and what I mean by that is, you know, I am so terrified of damaging my children in the same way that my parents have damaged me. Yeah. And I mean, it brings up if, you know, if, if you've had the difficult childhood and you've had this fear of impacting your kids in a, in a, in quote, negative way, um, that's going to bring up a lot of fear. My dad was a dick. <laughs> I, I know that I don't want to be, I don't want to parent like he did. So I know what that entails. And then wanting to do that, but no, I can't, like, I cannot do that. I can't like having the, the wanting, the want, just that, that heartfelt, deep desire to just, just step up and just be there for your kid or, or play with them, you know, when they, they just want you to play with them. And, and I want that too. I really want that. And I did that. But then suddenly realizing that there's this, this barrier that is, that is not going to allow me to to be this dad, this father that I want to be, this tremendous um, disability that sucks all of his energy out of you. Um, it makes regular life extremely exhausting. Tell me, because you had, so, so you and Sarah got pregnant again after Edith, so with number three, and this is post-injury. Um who helped support you in those first thousand days? Because in a way, you were becoming a new parent um, because you were a completely different parent than how you started off with your first and your second. Sarah's parents, they live in Ottawa, so it's really difficult for them to get here. So we didn't, we've never really had any support. I mean, well, we we have, you know, but we don't have like our grandparents living next door. Around the same time, I was... I just ended my relationship with my mother because she was, you know, just making things harder and, you know, extreme limitations and no support. It just, it just buried us. Um, and like I was, I would get up to help and then I would, I would be in bed for, for, you know, 10 hours and then I would get up and I would, say hi and you know maybe change a diaper and then I'm back in bed until the next morning and and you know not not able to keep the household things like the bills paid you know that that all falls behind not only are we financially stretched but we just don't have the the, the support or ability to to navigate ourselves like just stay afloat well I guess the question really is what got you through those first thousand days um I was, you know, going down all of these various rabbit holes to try to find some something that would help, something that would 
make me better or, you know, allow me to contribute just not just, and, and the, the goal at, at this time was, was return to work because I was on an insurance program. Everyone wanted me to get back to work. Like, so, I, so I'm, I'm interested as well about how it changed you as a parent, you know, from like with the, with the injury now. Well, we were having the conversations of, do we want to have a third? And we were essentially looking at each other being like, no, like, well, well, maybe we didn't really know we were on the fence about it. And then Beatrice just, it just happened. And, um, I, I was, you know, quite thrilled. And so we were, we were preparing for Bia's birth and we knew we were going to, you know, we, we knew the circumstances of the birth were really going to exhaust us because I was going into this with, you know, a full on brain injury. And it's not like I have some downtime to recover before, before the baby arrives. And, and Sarah, you know, she's nine months pregnant and she's already exhausted herself. And there's no opportunity for either of us to recover before this baby arrives. And so we're, we're scared. You know, what, what impact is this going to have? Not just the third baby, but third baby on a brain injured dad and, you know, a mom that's already stretched way too thin. Um, thankfully, the, be- the birth ended up being this incredibly beautiful experience that we just kind of coasted through. And it was, it was magical, to be perfectly honest with you. And it's something that Sarah and I, it's, it actually surprised both Sarah and I a little bit. And I mean, just, you know, every time I take a moment to sit back and, and reflect on it, I just remember how really wonderful it was because we were so worried about how that might really just be way too much for me. And, you know, I said she caught Beatrice, which I wasn't prepared for. Um, and I mean, there's no doubt that, you know, having three kids is tough with a brain injury or, you know, without a brain injury, but, Beatrice is just this little, this little sparkle in our in our lives. You know, she's just wonderful little girl. Love her so much, and it's just been this. It's it's i mean, it's been a wonderful journey. That the silver lining of having a brain injury and having to to be at home all the time, and essentially not really being able to leave the house, is that I spend a lot of time with my children and. It's it's exhausting. You know, all of that time having to meet just having that just having to be a full on parent that much of my time takes a lot out of me. But the benefit, of course, is that I'm with my kids. In those first, you know, you've been a you've you've had three babies now, um, but specifically with Beatrice, I love that story because it really sounds like she's almost healing for you. Um, I think, to be honest, she shows you that you are still an amazing dad and Sarah obviously is an amazing parent um, going through all this. So what are you proud of? What, what looking back and being a bit and being forgiving of yourself and, and, you know, there are different limitations now that you're experiencing, but what are you proud of? What am I the most proud of? You know what? I, I really have to think about that. I've, I've, the thing is, I've overcome so much. 
not just in the in that thousand day period and not just in the you know the almost five year period of my brain injury and but also you know my my life as this 40 year old person that has you know grown up with yeah in you know what you know my childhood experience and and here I am under you know all of this stress and being pushed to my like well beyond my limitations and knowing that you know the 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 setbacks of pushing myself so hard are more and more setbacks and just being able to to dig through that for my kids i think that that's the thing that i'm most proud of it's 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 um keeping that that spark that fire for my kids that fight i really love my family and then we're really lucky to have to have them and just you know, survive